Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Alright, here we go, Thunder fans. That makes 10 out of our last 11 that we've won. That makes 3 out of our last 3 already this season that we've beat the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Just a really good game tonight. We beat them 110 to 100. (laughs) So I'm I'm here. I'm Stephen Dolan at Thunderous Intentions. Um, Here with Dylan Hunsinger. At Thunder Chats for the recap from Kentucky. What's going on, Dylan? Not a lot, man. I'm uh, I'm just happy the Thunder won. Uh, the win streak can stay alive all the way till the Nuggets game, and I'll be happy. Yeah, we've been happy a lot lately, right? Um, I'm also here with Alex Roig of Now That's Thunder Basketball, talking to you from Oklahoma. How you doing, Alex? I'm good. I'm good. Any any day you get a Thunder victory is a good day. That is also right. So without any further ado, because we have nothing to be sad about, we're just going to move right on into hooking up the TiVo. And look, Thunder fans, if you didn't have a way to watch this game, you don't have to explain to me why you need TiVo. All right, so to lead off this game, both Russ and Ferguson were out for personal reasons. Uh, In the Department of Reckless Speculation, it's possible they were both having children tonight, which would put their conception around Valentine's Day. We can't completely rule that out. Um, Alex Abrines was also out. We yeah we got, you know like when something when something lines up like that it's you you gotta think about it so Alex Abrines was also out with an illness I'm pretty sure it was unrelated but uh, no, no, this no, no. is the Reck- third reckless, reckless speculation you know they usually say you know whenever a woman gets pregnant sometimes <laughs> the man gets uh, morning sickness so oh god you never know. <laughs> Uh, that's, just how, that's just how close the team is together. Exactly. Alex oh is getting God. Russell Westbrook's morning sickness. Yeah, they're no, just no, there. his own wife. His own wife. They're supposed to be a unit. Uh, okay, that <laughs> makes more sense. That's better. That's better. I'm okay with that. What the heck were you thinking? No, oh, I'm, I'm just thinking solidarity. Like Russell Westbrook's wife had morning sickness. Alex Sabrinas is so close to him that he's he's catching it along with him. No, that's, they're, they're that's not what Dylan was thinking. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> curious to see what he was thinking. But this 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 is a uh, you know children listen to this, so I'm gonna go ahead and leave it leave that be. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. 
Okay, so <laughs> the game started in the first quarter. There were no stops either way. I think both teams made like six out of their first seven shots, but mm-hmm. it quickly cooled off from there. But especially there were no stops at the beginning from Aiton on Steven Adams. They were just feeding him in the post. He had six points right off the bat, and he should have had eight, but he blew an open layup that he totally worked Aiton from the post on. Uh, to Aiden's credit, he was getting his own also, although that wasn't on Steven Adams. It was mostly on the help defense. It was all on pick and rolls and stuff like that. Uh, Booker actually had zero points for about the first 11 minutes of this game and then hit back-to-back threes in the last minute of the first quarter. I blame mostly that Paul George wasn't on him for those minutes um, because he did a great job on him. Uh, The main thing to point out in that first quarter, I think, is that Oklahoma City had six turnovers and did a really good job to be up 30 to 25 despite them. Yeah, most definitely. It was was a first quarter not necessarily filled with a ton of defense in the beginning, uh, but I I think the the Thunder acclimated themselves more defensively on that end um, than did the Suns. Hence their five-point lead heading into the second quarter. Yeah, and I gotta say, I was uh, I was actually watching the Sun stream of this game, so I was hearing the Suns announcers and what they were saying about the game. And I think Aiton's first points were on a mid-range jumper over Adams. And the announcer, that this just goes to show you how silly they are. He said, you know, Adams, he, he's not being aggressive on this closeout because he knows he doesn't have the lateral quickness to guard DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> and I'm just like, are you, are you some kind of moron? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows about Adams, man. You know, like he, he is underappreciated and underrepresented. But I think that first quarter probably did a lot to to get in the way of that narrative. So yeah. in the second quarter... And I'm, so this is something that actually started towards the end of the first quarter and is something due to the fact that we were missing our second and third string shooting guards, allowing <laughs> Hamadou Diallo to get the start, allowing us to need another shooting guard, allowing Timotei Luawu Cabarro to jump into the lineup. So he actually played and this started near the end of the first quarter and he got a lot of minutes in the second quarter and onward into the second half, which we'll talk about. But, man, it was rough when he first came in. He bobbled his own dribble. It bounced off the hip of a Suns player who just wasn't paying attention and allowed him to get his own layup. He bobbled a catch out of bounds for a turnover. He passed a turnover. He shot a brick. He shot an air ball on a wide-open corner three. He missed a tip-in. He missed a layup. Like... What is that? You think that's nerves? It must be, right? This was like his big chance, and he came out shaky. That's either that, or he, or, or it's the complete reason why he has not played in a meaningful game this season. It's true, it's true. But I think he turned around a little bit in the second half, which we'll get yes. to. So I, I think in light of that, we can contribute that start mostly to nerves. But, man, it was so bad. <laughs> he was playing like a real scrub. <laughs> So, oh. <laughs> so oh, gosh, I just realized. Oh my yeah, gosh, you'll see. That's right. So, <sighs> I mean, look, I know it's 
along the lines of bad jokes, it's usually the Thunder who are supposed to roll. But in that second quarter, it was Aiton who really started rolling to the rim. Like, he, he was just backdoor cutting and just getting lobs. And he really just did a good job of getting back some of those points that he gave up to Steven Adams in the second quarter. Um, I think besides the fact that Jeremy Grant threw a pretty nifty behind the back pass to Steven Adams, which is the most fancy thing I've ever seen him do. That wasn't a shocking. It was (laughs) seriously like it was amazing. (laughs) It's like, where did that even come from? I think the story of the second quarter was really that Raymond Felton is a problem. <laughs> He's starting to be. He, he really is starting to be. Like there, there, there were there were some sequences where every time he got the ball, it was an errant pass or an errant shot, and you cannot have that with an NBA point guard in this league. Um, and so hopefully, once Russ gets back, he goes back to being the Nick Collison of this team where he does not play at all and they respect him enough not to put him into blowout game. Yeah. And it's been like a two edged sword with Russ out because, you know, you've been encouraged by the play of Dennis Schroeder him being able to step up in Russ's absence and really kind of feel that role, keep the pace going. Um, and, you know, just stabilizing that offense. But it's also been a negative in the fact that Ray Felton just feels the need to shoot everything that comes his way. Uh, he, he made one yep. shot, and his one shot was an ugly floater <laughs> that he never should have even taken. So It was gross. It's, uh, you know, like you said, it's it's not great. So as soon as Russ can come back and Schroeder takes that backup point guard spot, um, it's, it's definitely going to be helpful for our eyes and also the second unit because, you know, this – our bench was a real strength um, during that streak when Russ was uh, Russ was playing with us and Schroeder was in command of that second unit. Our bench turned into a real strength. Obviously, you know, Brandis didn't play tonight um, and Hami had to start. But, Alex, you touched on this in one of your recaps. You know, Dennis really pushes the pace for that second unit and Felton plays with anything but pace. He, you know, if, if, Dennis, if Dennis pushes the pace... Felton pulls the pace. The only pace that Raymond Felton uses is the pace that he dribbles the ball standing stationary. <laughs> and the pace pecane sauce he puts on his chips after the game. Oh Maybe we need to fit him for a pacemaker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> All right, so, yeah, that second quarter was ugly. Um, if, if my math's correct, I think it was 17 to 17. that's that's not exciting basketball but thankfully that quarter came to an end and we got to roll over to the third quarter which the thunder opened on a 14 to 4 run uh causing a bunch of timeouts by the suns paul george and adams really started to put this their stamp on this game at this point not that it hadn't been already but they really started to assert themselves and show why the Suns shouldn't be able to keep up with them. Uh, Paul George hit a couple threes. Adams was getting offensive rebounds. Noel was actually wearing some pretty cool goggles. (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw those. Pretty cool. They were pretty cool, man. (laughs) So, But Paul George basically took over in the third quarter with 11 points to match his entire first half output. And 
that was something that did not slow down. Do you guys have anything to add from that third quarter? It just seemed that the the Thunder um, asserted their will on that on this game in that third quarter, uh, which is basically what they have been doing all season long. So it's good to see that that's a probably a trend that is you know something the Thunder do when they come out from halftime. You know they assert their will and. If they have a lead, they push it. You know, if they have a deficit, maybe they they claw into it. Um, but you know, it is good to see that that they're coming out at ha- after halftime, and you know, putting up points, playing defense, and uh, just making it generally difficult for other teams to either come back or for them to build their own leads. Yeah, yeah and it's sure. basically it's basically the opposite of what happened last season, right? Go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I was just going to say, you know, that's that's been a trend that we've really seen ever since that Clippers game. Um, I think we went into the half, what, down 18, something like that. And yeah. we just, we came out storming in that third quarter. And ever since then, I mean, you can look back at the box scores of each game. The third quarter is where we've, you know, for like, like you said, that's where we really put our stamp on the game. It's where we've clawed back if we've been down or if we've been playing medioc- mediocrely. That's not a word. Wow. <laughs> playing with mediocrity. <laughs> um, or it's it's where we just put put our foot on their neck and we just step down. We take full control of the game and we coast through the fourth qu- quarter. You know, if we have a lead, if we're playing good basketball. So the third quarter has kind of been our calling card and you know it was no less of that tonight. Yeah, and, and like I started to say, um, we really struggled in the third quarter last season. I don't know why, and I don't know why it's flipped. And generally, when you look at teams who struggle in the third quarter, the onus falls on the coaching staff where they didn't make the proper adjustments. So, I mean, the coaching staff changed a lot. Billy Donovan didn't change. And for it to just flip on its head immediately from one year to the next, I, I really don't know how that happened. But the fact is, it has happened. And the Thunder won the third quarter by nine and extended their lead from five to 14. And the rest of the game just became about the Suns hanging around while the Thunder tried to hold them at arm's length. Um the bench unit with Raymond Felton in the fourth quarter was kind of a problem again, just as it was in the first half, just as it has been for the last week and a half. Uh, but the Thunder made their way through that, and finally TLC stopped being so much of a scrub and started making some <laughs> shots. And he he got to play the whole fourth quarter, right? That's right, isn't it? Yeah, it seemed that way. I don't think he ever came out, and he was making some layups. He got a bunch of rebounds, and he was making some jumpers. But the Suns still wouldn't go away, and they cut it to six pretty late in the game by hitting a bunch of wide-open threes, and that's when Paul George and Steven Adams just stepped up and stopped it. They were like, that's enough. And I don't know if we've even mentioned Jeremy Grant yet in this game, but he also made just a ton of massive defensive plays, especially down the stretch. Um, Just getting his hands all over everything, using that link that Sam Presti loves so much. And so it was really defense and athleticism that won this game for the Thunder when the shots weren't falling. Yeah, Jeremy Grant had his fingerprints all over this game. Um, He was actually a team high, plus 14 um, for the Thunder. 
Um, and, you know, you're, you talk about his defense. He had two blocks. He didn't have a single steal. But, you know, like, like I, I was talking to you before, Pod, um, about Paul George. He only had one steal at the half, but he had his hands on a lot of balls. You know, they they don't do stats for deflections in the box. Score, so like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, offensively, don't you know, he, mute you. Oh <laughs> Offensively, he hit one or two from three, which has kind of been a trend, you know. I mean, that's fifty percent. Obviously, two shots, like you know, big freaking whoop. But he's shooting forty percent since he's been inserted in the starting lineup, and he's really been a difference maker for this team. Um, you know, uh, Andrew Schleck actually pointed out that you know a lot of people are giving a lot of buzz and a lot of credit to Pascal Siakam out of Toronto Raptors, but. Jeremy Grant's had a similar trajectory and a similar impact on this team. So, uh, you know, kudos to Jeremy Grant, man. He's he's putting on for this squad. It's almost it's almost you almost guarantee about thirteen to fourteen points from Jeremy Grant now, and that's something that I don't know. I, I didn't really expect that from him. You know, maybe mm-hmm. nine to ten. Yeah. Um, but and, you know, it's and we came into this we came into this year saying, you know, Patterson is probably going to be the starter because he can space the floor, you know, mm-hmm. he can go ahead and, and defend. But we always had that caveat that if Jeremy Grant can shoot 35% from three, 40% from the corners, then, you know, he would definitely be the starter because it would, it would fit so much better. And he's done that, you know, to his credit. He's worked on his shot, apparently. It, you know, the beginning of the season was very ugly for Jeremy Grant. It looked like he was pressing a little bit with his new contract, um, but you know he's kind of calmed down. And the result that we've seen over the past ten to eleven games has been amazing. Yeah, and his shot looks a lot different. He's not bringing it. Basically, he last season brought it up from his knees, <laughs> like he started his shot that low. He's starting it around his chest this season, and I think it's a big difference. Uh, D- Dylan, how many points did Grant have tonight? Fourteen. So I think that makes seven games in a row in double digits for him. Something like that. that's yep. that's pretty impressive. And uh, what what did he shoot from three in this game, Dylan? One of two. One of two. And let's not lose lose track of the fact that he also nailed a corner three with his foot on the line. So that's yep. a two, but like as far as his shooting progress, let's chalk that up as a three. So yeah, I think. Jeremy Grant has been really impressive this season. Um, so that about sums it up for the. Uh, I was just gonna say he's also shot five. He also shot five of seven from the free throw line. So it's encouraging seeing him get to the line to shoot seven free throws. Uh, one of them was crucial after the Suns cut it to six. Uh, Jeremy Grant came down, and um, you know made an M one. Um, and then, you know, he, he capped it off by making the free throw. So, uh, Jeremy Grant really stepped up in crunch time. And if he can get to the line like that and make that percentage or even greater, greater would be awesome. But if he can make five or seven free throws every game, I'll take that every time. Yeah. So moving on, um, to some of the Suns players that did a good job, I think Aiden was really good, even though. Steven Adams is kind of his daddy at this point. Like, I think he, <laughs> I, I think he did a good job rolling to the basket whenever Steven Adams was distracted. 
and get him some buckets. I don't think he ever scored on Steven Adams or even near him, but he did a good job. Uh, TJ Warren has always haunted the Thunder. Yeah. Um, he's been really good this year, but even before this year, he he always <laughs> put some points on the Thunder. I don't know what that is. How many points did he have tonight? 23. Led 23 the points. There you go. Yeah, so nothing changed. Um, I really thought Paul George did a great job on Devin Booker. Uh, like I said before, he held him to zero points for the first 11 minutes. Then he got loose a little bit, knocked down a couple threes at the end of the first, and then I think he only scored 10 the rest of the way. Now, yep. he did do a pretty good, pretty good job distributing the ball, so that's that's good on him, but... It's really nice, even when we're missing our top defender and and two of our top shooting guards, um, that we can still have a guy to throw at, a guy as talented as Devin Booker, and hold him down like Paul George can. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, talking about DeAndre Ayton, um, you know, you, you said he kind of got away from Adams. Uh, I really feel like the impact of Ferguson not being out there was – felt in spades tonight because whether it was homie or TLC that was out there with the starters, um, they weren't providing the same level of defense that Ferguson provides. And, you know, mm-hmm. people, people were clamoring early in the season when Ferguson was struggling. Oh, start homie, start homie. He's doing great. Well, I think nerves got to homie a little bit today. Um, you know, he only shot one shot. He didn't have that unwavering confidence that we've seen homie have, um, he did have four rebounds in 19 minutes of action, but defensively he just looked lost out there. And it really showed with, you know, Adams having to step up, step out of position, cover for other guys' men because um, they were they were getting beat off the dribble, TLC and yeah. Romney specifically. And Aiton really did a good job of taking advantage of that. So uh, I, I think that, that goes for the credit there. And then TJ Warren, you know, you talk about, how he's constantly killing us. TJ Warren almost single-handedly brought the Suns, you know, back into possession of this game. He was the one that I think they cut it from like 15 to six in a matter of a couple minutes. And Warren had at least like nine of those points. So uh, it was, uh, had a sweating a little bit. Yeah. And just one quick thing to add on Hami. Um, I think a large portion of him only having, a few amount of shots was the fact that the Suns aren't very smart on defense. <laughs> so he, he's standing in the corner and, and they were, they were actually guarding him, <laughs> which, which smart teams just don't do. So I think that might've had something to do with it, but um, you know, and there's, there's been a few of these games this season where they're against bad teams and we expect to win them. Uh but we might not have last year, Alex. What What do you think about that? Oh yeah, I mean this is this is a a complete 180 from what we did um, last season. As far as you know, if you miss if the Thunder missed one player from their rotation, regardless of whether he was a starter or the 15th man, you know they were struggling in that you know in that game, regardless of who they were playing. But this season, um, you know, this game kind of proved to me this is the game where last season we get blown out, you know, mm-hmm. on the road, uh, facing a team that's, you know, has young gunners, has young runners. 
Um, and we're missing two or three of our own players, especially Russell Westbrook. Uh, we lose this game by plus 10 on the road easily last season. Uh, but this year, a lot more focused defensively, um, a lot more focused in on getting the right shot. That's what I think our offense has kind of done over these last, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 10 to 11 games is we're just we're getting the right shot. It may be an open three that we miss. Um, it may be a drive to the basket that we miss, but we're getting the right shots. And when you get enough of those right shots, you make them and the efficiency goes up. So that's kind of what I'm seeing with this team moving forward this season. Yeah, and just beside um, putting bad teams away, I think the other major difference between what would have happened in this game this season and what would have happened last season is Raymond Felton would have been the starting point guard in this game last Mm -hmm. season. And I don't even... What, like, Alex Sabrinas would have been the backup point guard? Like, what would have even happened last year? I don't even know. So We would have, we would have played Raymond 48 minutes. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe he, would have, maybe he would have dropped a few LBs. But, uh, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a big difference, right? That now we have, a even if not an elite-level point guard, a mid-range to lower mid-range starting level point guard to plug in as a starter and then just to limit Ray Felton's minutes to I don't what did he play 10 minutes something like that uh like, he played it's uh, it's a it's amazing 14. that whatever 14 wow because uh that's that's too much um but, <laughs> but it's it's kind of amazing that even his those 14 minutes can damage the team so much (laughs) that's that's not very many but he was a real problem and the fact that he only has to play that many and we can have like a good point guard in the game for the other 34 minutes is a pretty big deal i got i got one more thing on the suns i was i've been pretty impressed with um their other rookie mikhail bridges um, he just he seems like somebody that is going to work in this league as far as being just a defensive minded, you know, three and D type guy. Um, you know, he just does a good job of being open on threes, making his threes and defending other wings. Um, so I, I was very impressed by him last game that we played him and I was very impressed by him in this game. Yeah, and, you know, I mentioned listening to the Sun stream, and uh, early in the first quarter, there was actually a jump ball with Mikhail Bridges and Paul George, and the announcer said something that uh, I thought was kind of interesting. Don't necessarily know if I agree with, but um, whenever Mikhail Bridges lined up against Paul George, he said, you know, uh, something along the lines of he may be looking into his future, like Mikhail Bridges projects to be a player of the archetype of Paul George. So obviously, you know, that that's some big shoes to fill, but um, th- that kind of goes in line with what you're, what you're thinking, Alex, about his potential um, and his future. I don't think he's going to be quite as featured, but I think as a, you know, as a glue guy on a championship type team, I think he, he works uh, on that. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys know off the top of your head what pick he was taken with? 12, I believe. Yeah, 12 or 14. Oh, that's not so bad. Okay, yeah, he, that's not he so was bad. The, he was the Philly pick. 
Okay, and okay, they, okay. Yeah, they traded him. As long as he wasn't the third overall pick or whatever. Like, no. <laughs> you talk about he's a glue guy. I'm like, he better not have been the third overall pick. That's not <laughs> what, you, what you want to get out of that. But, our, but all right. So uh, that about wraps it up for just general discussion on that game. So I think it's time to move on to picking our favorite unit from the game. Um, we're supposed to be a unit. All right, so uh, Dylan, what do you think the unit for the game was? Oh well, actually, it's uh, it's interesting because it's going to be the starters, but with a little bit of a wrinkle, uh, we're going to take Hami out and put TLC in because, as we mentioned, that was the lineup that closed the fourth quarter, um, and TLC, to the shock of many, actually played pretty solid. You know, he, he struggled early on. Uh, I think yeah, he, he listed. Did every missed shot that he has <laughs> but and more than that but they, yeah but they the all the game, they happened in like they happened in like eight consecutive possessions like yeah. it, was, it was very noticeable <laughs> but hey he was able to shake it off and there at the end of the game he started chasing waterfalls a little bit so <laughs> yeah he really he he really crept up on that on that starting oh. spot huh <laughs> he's giving us the red light special you gonna creep yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, anyways, you know, uh, obviously Schroeder, Adams, George, and Grant's impact was felt throughout this game, but TLC uh, really stepped up uh, there in the second half. And if you look at the points scored, these are the only five guys that scored double digits. The next highest point scored was four, tied by Patterson and Noel. So um, mm. their impact was felt if not anything else on the offensive end. Yeah, he he did good. He did good. I agree with that unit. <laughs> All right, so congratulations, starters with TLC. You are our favorite unit. Uh, but you are not our player of the game. So the Academy Award for player of the game goes to... Paul George, congratulations. With his third consecutive game with 30 or more points, uh, just really filled up the box score. Uh, one of y'all got the got his full stats on this game. Yes, sir. He had 32 points on 9-22 shooting, 3-10 from the three-point line, but 11-11 from free throw. He had 11 rebounds, 10 defensive, 1 offensive, 2 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. Wow. Yeah, and he's really been putting up a he's really been putting up a lot of rebounds and assists in this in this streak. Um, I, I know he's over four assists average for the three games. Um, I know he's had at least one other double double with rebounds in these three games. So he's really asserting himself, and I think it's nice to have a superstar when your other superstars out. Tends to be helpful. <laughs> I think I think we'd be remiss if we didn't give an honorable mention to Steven Adams, who had 26 points and 10 rebounds in this one. Uh, really just showed DeAndre Ayton who's boss and and showed him how much more work he needs to do to to be an elite center in this league. Yeah, also shooting 11 of 15, super efficient. 
four or five good. free throw line, which is great for Stephen Adams. Good. Yep. Yep. We'll take that every night and uh, twice on Sunday, as the saying goes. Alex, you got anything to add about these two guys? Uh, no, they they both played great. Um, you know, I think I, in in Westbrook's absence, I think you can anytime we win, I think you can almost give a player of the game to um, Dennis Schroeder because uh, without him orchestrating what's out there, uh, the Thunder don't succeed in these games without. So you know, Schroeder he had you know 15 points, five rebounds, seven assists, four steals, uh, which is you know, exactly what we're looking for in a backup point guard. Um, so, yeah, honorable mention to him, but definitely a tier below the George and the Adams of this game. Yeah, and I do just want to add, um, with this double-digit rebound game tonight for Paul George, that's five on the season so far, and he has four other games with eight rebounds, and he has two other games with seven rebounds, so... Uh, rebounding seems to be more of a point of emphasis for Paul George uh, in terms of what this team's trying to do this year as opposed to last year. He only had three double-digit rebound games last season. Ooh. Man, I guess, it's, I, guess, I guess it's real easy without Russell Westbrook out there stealing him, huh? <laughs> or, Car- <laughs> or Carmelo saying, you know, I got to get the F out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the broadcast is much more family friendly this season with yeah. Carmelo, without <laughs> Carmelo in there. That's true. Children can watch the game now. Yeah, yeah. All right. So so yeah, we got a honorable mention to Stephen Adams for this performance. We got an a, a slightly less honorable but still honorable mention to Dennis <laughs> Schroeder, <laughs> and then we're awarding the Academy Award for Player of the Game to. Paul George, congratulations, PG. I'm sure you're going to place this on your mantle. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get I a bonus? I'll <laughs> be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Whatever. All right, so... That's about it for us tonight. Uh, be sure to go check out the weekly podcast that is going to air tomorrow. Um, we're going to have live reactions, a few of them, from the fourth quarter of this game, uh, which we were recording during, uh, below the tweet of that game. There's going to be three to four gifs of plays we reacted to strongly that you can follow along with as we go. Uh, ideally that will be more if there's a slightly more competitive fourth quarter that we're recording during, but we'll see how that goes. We're, we're trying stuff out. Bear with us. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at OKC topic thunder. You can find our week, our recaps on thundersintentions.com and find all of it on now that's thunderbasketball.com. Uh, you can find, Everything, wherever you listen to your podcast, that's including iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on those, please be sure to give us a five-star review and leave us some good comments. Those will really help us out a lot. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, and again, literally, wherever else you're listening to podcasts. Um, Until next time you hear us, though, thunder up. Thunder up.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.